This is Box Elder School District Super Scoop, a podcast about the happenings in Box Elder School District. Today, we are with Superintendent Steve Carlson. Okay, we're back again for another uh, Super Scoop podcast. I'm Steve Carlson, the superintendent, and we're here with David Blake. Um, and we are going to talk about a really unique new thing. Well, it's, it's, it's getting to be old fast, but it's a new thing still to us. And we're still trying to figure it out as artificial intelligence or AI, as most of us uh, refer to it. So, David, in just a short, you know, and it's, it's hard for you, I know, to, to give something in a short answer. <laughs> but could you tell, let's tell the audience what AI is in a nice, you know, nutshell type of uh, explanation. So you mentioned that it was new, it, not sort, not really, but uh, I've heard it explained that like you look at things in eight month windows and after it's eight months out in technology, it's not new anymore. And so um, artificial intelligence has been around for a long time. Um, about a year and a half ago, um, a company created ChatGPT, which was the kind of the new chat bot. Um, but artificial intelligence, I mean, people have on their computer Grammarly. Grammarly is AI. It looks at what you say, and then it's trying to figure out, oh, is this grammatically correct or not? Spell checks and Grammarly and all those types of things. Yeah, those are all artificial intelligence that are doing that. Um, And so it's been around for a while, but the way that it's being used is different. It's now a chat bot. And so... Kind of to explain what that would be is if you put a something in a Google search, that's the end. Like it pulls up all of this information and you can't say, oh, but I want this instead. In ChatGPT or uh, BARD, Google has one that's called BARD. Um, lots of different. B-A-R-D? B-A-R-D. Yep. Okay, BARD. And, uh, but... Uh, I was just playing with it today. So I put in uh, all of our questions that we're going to ask and hit enter. And it came up with my answers. So I didn't even have to think of anything. <laughs> but then I'm not as intelligent as it. So I put, yeah. um, I actually answer it in a fourth grade level. And then it started answering it in what it considered to be a fourth grade level. speaking level. Wow. Yeah. So, And so then I could put like, uh, I could I could verify, or I mean, Uh, vary it by it's a chat so it gives me something i give it something it gives me something and then Uh, i can vary it so that that you know right there helps me more because i've i've known about chat gpt for probably a year uh uh-huh and the chat part of it i never understood but that explanation right there helps helps me tremendously yeah one um i tried to uh, i taught math for a lot of years and so i put in there uh give me a lesson plan on uh, solving multi-step equations. So it gave me a lesson plan. And then I put, um, give me, uh, using the core, Utah State core for seventh grade math. And then it pulled it up and it actually had the standards from wow. the core. Yeah. And then I said, oh, I have um, English language learners. What are some tools that I can use to help them learn this? And then it pulled up, like it rewrote the lesson plan but with good teaching strategies for language learners. You know, that that's interesting because everything that you've said in just that short time right there was, was really 
positive, unique things to help education and to help educators. I think one of the big fears that we mostly have, and I know I did when I heard about artificial intelligence, is how are we going to keep our students, especially probably in the high school, maybe the middle school, how are we going to keep them from just typing in chat GPT and saying, give me a 500 word essay on Napoleon's uh, rise to power in the, in the French Revolution. Yeah. So how do you answer that, David? Well, first of all, what a great use for it. Like if yeah. kids don't completely understand it, maybe the teachers taught it, they pull up and now they can read it. If it ends there, it's a waste of time. Yeah. But if you were to go in there and say, uh, okay, you've got this article. I want you to find evidences in this thing that it created on what rose to the, or what created that rise to power. Okay. Then they have to go through and they have to read it and analyze it. Um, when we talk about depth of knowledge or Bloom's taxonomy or whatever, uh, creation is not a high learning skill regurgitation of the information, right? Like you did this, but analyzing things. A first level depth of knowledge yep. is what you're saying. There, yep. so. And when you analyze it and you look and into it and you say- You're getting more than the twos and the threes. Right. One of the things I heard recently about these chatbots is it's like a, a drunken college freshman writing your paper. It's pretty good, yeah. but there's gonna be mistakes. So if you were to say, put this in there and then I want you to find one mistake. Yeah. Now they're reading it, they're analyzing it, and they're trying to figure out, connecting what you've taught them, what they've read from uh, real articles, yeah. and trying to figure out the mistake. Well, that's, you know, it really, really does help because, you know, anymore, I think as education has evolved, we used to be, and when I was in school, and I think even you, David, you're, you're probably 20 years younger than I am, we basically were taken into school and tried their very best to put as much knowledge into our brains so that when we needed it, we could regurgitate it back out. In today's world, because of just the cell phone in, in our hand, we have access to all of those facts and information at our, at our fingertips. And so education has had to evolve and, and this particular issue, chat GPT and artificial intelligence, I think we've really got to do some hard work and pivoting and really look how this can be beneficial. I saw something on TV and the teacher was saying how much this helps her in analyzing her students' work. Do you have a, a viewpoint on how, how that, you know, without any more background than, than that, can you tell me how that would work? Yeah. So I was in a um, teacher's classroom the other day and it was a coding class. And uh, I went to the student and I noticed that ChatGPT was one of the tabs. And I said, what do you do with this? And he said, well, I write this line of code and it's 25 to 40 lines of code, um, which isn't English. Like you can't yeah. just read it. Yeah. Um, but then they hit run and it doesn't run. So he copies it and he pastes it into ChatGPT and he says, where's my errors? I'm using Python or I'm using this coding system. And it'll say you forgot this colon or you forgot this parenthesis or whatever. And so I turned to the teacher and I said, is that okay? And he said, look at how much time this saved me. I would have had to read all of their lines of code and it took them two seconds to put it in there mm -hmm. and paste it in. So it really can 
make things more efficient. Um, the other thing the teacher brought up is that the teacher said, I'm not going to be there when they graduate and they want to code, but these online chat systems, I'll the bots there. will be there. Yeah. And so let me teach them how to use it so that when they're gone, they can still use these tools, even though I won't be there. You know, it occurs to me as, as you said that I, I think, you know, and you taught math, so you, you're unaware of, of what I'm about to say, but I'm a superintendent, I 40 years in education, but I'll tell you what, when you hit that seventh, sixth, eighth grade mathematics, oh my heck. And so now we have, you know, we have something that we can help our kids at home with, you know, like you said, typing in whatever X plus X plus Y equals Z. Now, yeah. what that actually means, I still don't know, but I know that's one of those things that, so this chat GPT and artificial intelligence is going to help us help our kids in education. Is that, is that a fair statement? Yeah. Um, like you said earlier, like regurgitating information, that's not high level thinking. It's really not. That's just recalling and spitting out, which is a skill that we need to have. Um, but understanding why it works and, um, understanding the process and when you would apply it, those are the higher ones. And so, you know, uh, if you had a real life situation and you created an equation, then you just put that in there and it'll solve the equation for you. You've done all the hard work. Yeah. These are the easier things that a computer can do. A computer can't take a story problem and give you an answer. Yeah. Good. Well, that's, I guess that's kind of good. You know, I, I think with the teachers, uh, you know, worrying about AI and having a paper written, you know, that's, that's copyright infringed or whatever the case might be. I think what we're going to have to start doing as educators is doing more analysis and more, uh, you know, work on, instead of saying, write that 500 page paper on Napoleon, uh-huh. you know, write the paper and then highlight some points of, of why this happened or what, you know, what stage did that happen? And so the kid, the student actually has to read it and evaluate it. Even if they didn't create the 500 word essay, yeah. they at least have to read it, evaluate it. Is that, do you see that as, as one of the best ways we're going to be able to take advantage yeah. of, of this AI? I talked to another teacher about this same thing. And they said, how do I make sure that the students aren't cheating? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, when they turn it in, take their paper and say, okay, from your paper that you wrote, why is your paper the best? And then they have to hit some of those bullet points that are on there. Yeah. And what they're doing is they're trying to analyze their paperwork and say, well, it's the best because I proved this point. Yeah. Well, you've got the paper right in front of them. If they don't hit those points, they didn't write the paper. Yeah, exactly. And so... Now you've got these tools that are helping with higher level thinking, but they're also helping figure out if the students are cheating or not. You don't have to read the whole yeah. paper. That's not the important part. Like, did they put all their periods? Did they capitalize yeah. whatever? Yeah. Isn't necessarily the important part. Well, you know, it just occurred to me that, you know, even though um, I was obviously a high school graduate, I got my bachelor's degree, got my master's degree, I'm a superintendent, but I, as I look back, the, the, the field was kind of uneven when I was a student. Mm-hmm. I, I, because, you know, I was in the era where I learned how to type on a manual typewriter. Yeah. And 
for me to have to type a 500 word essay, which they required sometimes in high school, automatically I was at a little bit of a disadvantage because I was a male. We all know males and their their hands, you know, our fine motor schools aren't good. And so if, if you're somebody who could type 60 words a minute, they had an advantage of, of time. Yeah, certainly. And so, you know, and here I am, peck, 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 and then, oh, you know, get out the white eraser if, you, if all of you remember that stuff. People don't so, know a whiteout. Yeah, whiteout. Yeah. I know, let alone the, the whiteout tape. <laughs> yep. But as, as I see it, um, this, this really levels the field a little bit, and it helps us. I, I think we all would agree, and I think even our students in high school, more than any other time in, in, in our, our world, Time is such a valuable, you know, with with all the things we're asking of our students, of our teachers. Mm-hmm. It seems like time is the most rare of, of, of items that we have. And so if we use this right, yeah, we're going to be able to get a whole lot more done with a lot less time. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah. So I recently got my second master's and um, I had to write a lot of papers. I am not very good at typing. I make a lot of mistakes. So I hit the dictation button and I just started talking my ideas mm-hmm. out. Yeah. It did two things. One, it sped up how quickly I could get a paper done. But the other thing that it did is it really made me focus on the words that I use. I dropped a lot of ums. I dropped a lot of <laughs> filler words uh-huh. because if I was talking and I said, um, well, I, I can't, it yeah. would mess up my paper. Yeah. And then I'd have to go in and cor- correct it. So I really focused on that. And now I've noticed that I don't use those filler words as much. Yeah. And so two things, it sped up the process. Plus it helped me with my language. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause just in, uh, I was in a, Oh, probably in April, I was in a national conference and the, the, the topic was chat GPT. And I think the, well, I, I know that the person, I wish I knew he remembered his name, but he was an expert in the field and he just, he just was so excited, you know, and, and it was an educational conference mm-hmm. I went to. So of course the concern, the worry when I first was, Oh, we've got to go figure this out. So we just don't have kids, you know, doing all this copying and right. turning it in. And so I think with what, I'm seeing and hearing is that it's it's actually helping teachers help students be more analytical and probably cover a whole lot more content than we've been able to in the past is, you know, and I feel like I'm reciting or repeating some of my questions. But is that is that in fact true? Do you think that? Yeah. So um, there now that uh, people understand how chatbots work. They uh, have created different ones. And one that I like is called School AI. Um, And you go in there and it's set up just for teachers. And so you say, I want to create, and you can say a bell ringer. You can say an exit ticket, a lesson plan, a quiz. Um, You can even create a specific help bot for the students. So I went in there and I said, you know, this is for a seventh grade math class. And right now we're teaching this Utah standard. And then I impersonated wow. a student and I said, I've got a question with this. Yeah. And it was all in seventh grade language. It was all tied around that uh, core. Mm-hmm. And so 
Now, one of the common things that I hear teachers say is ask three before me, right? So ask a student, ask another student, look around for resources. Okay, cool. Why don't you ask a chat bot that you've set up to only answer these types of questions yeah. and that's one of their resources and they, oh, I don't understand it. Okay, let's go through it. But yeah. you're saving time as a teacher to do that. And we're teaching our students to use the resources they have available. You know, as I think about it, I've, I've always been a pretty good speller. It was just one of those things I could mm -hmm. do. Well, quite often I'm going along and, and I'm typing. And for some reason, when I type it, I have misspelled it poorly <laughs> enough that the uh, spell check doesn't even pick it up. Yeah. So I find myself on my phone hitting, you know, Google and then hitting this speaker and say, give me the de definition or how do you spell, you know, what it necessary. Uh -huh. Necessary has always been a word yeah. that I've misspelled. How do you, how do you spell necessary? So I, that's low level yeah. AI, but it is AI, correct? Yeah. And it helps and, you knowing how to spell necessary did not hinder you from becoming a superintendent. Yes. You've got so many other skills that uh, help you be a good superintendent. Spelling that one word, yeah. hey, I'm going to use this. Now, some people say, well, it's a crutch. Yeah. Well, that's crutch, what all of, people use crutches. That's what all good, of life right? is. Yeah. Yeah. But we have I, our I actually used to have skills. a little book in, in all my desks that had, for some reason, I have a mental block on several words. Necessary was always uh -huh. one of them. And I used to practice and think and think. I never could. So I always would reach over, open open this, uh, and have this book with my several words that just I could not remember. So that was, that was my crutch. Now, boom, 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 it's at my fingertips. Yep. And so... Once again, you know, we're just helping, you know, and that's what this whole animated world's about. You know, I saw the thing on 60 Minutes the other night about putting, uh, I don't know, what is it, microchips on whatever they put them on. And uh -huh. they're talking about if they get it down to 450 degrees below zero or something, they can put more microchips on. Oh. And so it's all about time, efficiency, and that's really a lot of what our whole economy and our whole life's about. Once again, I just think we're all so darn busy that if we can save time doing some of the, for lack of a better word, monotonous stuff, and some, somebody might say, well, it's still important for a student to sit down and to write, handwrite a long essay. And once again, I go back to the fact that, you know, I, I don't want to brag, but I was a very skilled athlete in high school. Mm -hmm. And I was good enough that I went and played college football. However, my handwriting is bad. Yeah. And so why put me, and I'm slow, and I've tried and tried, and I just never have gotten much better. Why, why, why go through all that pain when I could, like you said, dictate, and I'm a much better typer than I am a handwriter. Uh -huh. So why, why, why do we get caught up in, well, the kids need to learn how to do cursive handwriting. I, I, I wish I could say I had a belief that that's true, but yeah. do you see any need for all of this? Because this is our world today. Well, if I, if I put this circular thing out here with a hand on it, mm -hmm. that created a shadow. Yeah. You know how to read a sundial? I don't. How come, Steve? That's an important skill. You need to know how to know the time. There you go. We've got new tools, right, yeah. that are helping us advance. And, and uh, we've got so many other yeah. clocks or whatever. We need well, to, I think the one you're, that's right above your head, this, right? the old conventional clock on the wall, my grandson, 
doesn't know how to read it. Well, yeah. should he spend two or three or four hours where right now we don't have those old conventional, you know, and I still say, well, it's quarter to three. Well, grandpa, what does that mean? What does that mean? Right. And, uh, you know, I guess, in, and I think, geez, what do they teach kids at school today? And here I am the superintendent. Yeah. Because I remember my parents teaching me that. I don't think I learned that in school. Right. And, but anymore with all the, all the screens that we have and everything's, you know, instead of quarter two, it's 345. Right. So what does it matter that he doesn't know quarter or half past? Right. Because quarter it's after. What's relevant to him? Yeah. He wants to know, okay, I need to be home by four. Yeah. Okay, that gives me 15 minutes, right? Exactly. So, you know, I know those types of things. So I think all these discussions are very relative that we have to look at what there is available today. And we, including an old dog like myself, have to get out of this old idea that you've got to learn it this way because this is how kids are learning learning it today. Yeah. And I've I've seen my sixth grade grandson get on there and say a, say a word, you know, and go, Wow. And he struggles with spelling. Yeah. But now, you know, and I think our brain is a computer. And even saying it, you know, and I, here I'm contradicting what I said earlier, because even today, I don't think, and I'm not going to spell it right now, necessary. <laughs> I, I think I know how to spell it, but I'm not going to, you know, show you how my ignorance is. Right. But he would get on and, and, and say the word. I've seen him say the word in his, in his cell phone. Yeah. So that's really, that's really cool. Well, I mean, I know that's a very minor correct. part of what AI is, but it's just the, the beginning of the whole thing. One of the things that we need to do is teach students how to use the tool. Because if we don't, then they're going to learn it from YouTube. Mm -hmm. And YouTube's going to show them how to uh, bypass the plagiarism yeah. sites that we have or yeah. whatever. Right. So what we need to do is we need to teach them how to use the tool correctly. Um, and you know, what are some good uses? Because what we want is when they're gone from our classroom and it's presented to them that they say, oh yeah, now I can remember. Yeah. So here's one that we had the other day. I was uh, up at one of the middle schools and the librarian said, I've got students who like this book, but they're not quite sure what other books we have or what other books they should read. And, and I'm helping students, so I don't have time to help all of them. Mm -hmm. So we showed her Google Bard and we put in there, um, I like this book by this author. What are five other books I might like? And it pulled up five books. Well, one of the concerns is what's the content in those books? Yeah. So then we used the chat and continued on. Can you give me a uh, rating of this book and maybe let me know if there's bad things in the book? Every single one of those books, it said it uses uh, this. It uses bad words five times. It didn't say the specific word, but it uh, said it uses uh, bad words five times. Uh, one of the books, it said there is a uh, small depiction of um, of sex, and it it wasn't you know they weren't having sex or anything. It was just a you know some sort of some yeah, sort of yeah. thing that could be. And so now we've got students who don't have to go up and ask an adult. They are going to this bot and saying, hey, like, help me learn more. Help me understand what I can do. Wow. Give me some more resources. The other thing is that you said sometimes you get writer's block or you can't think, I need five ideas on how to do this. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's yeah. Great. That is a great idea. And, and it's a great brainstorming yeah. tool. Yeah. Well, I, I know, you know, generally we try to go 20 to 30 minutes and I think we're in that window. 
tell me, David, as as we've had this discussion, is there, is there anything that you'd like to say about AI and chat GPT and the BARD and all of these different things, you know, to help help alleviate who our listeners that we really believe, and I believe it, and I feel it from you, that used wisely, that we can really help our students learn more efficiently and maybe even at a deeper level while we, in fact, help our teachers teach more efficiently and use time more wisely. What? How can you wrap this this uh, podcast up? With those so when, it, when these things were starting to come out, there were people that said, oh, it's going to take over the world. It's not. You can unplug a computer. Yeah. It, won't, it won't take over the world. So you don't have to be worried wasn't, about. Wasn't there a Johnny Depp movie about 15 years ago that was, I think it was. And yet they still haven't taken over the world. They haven't. No, yeah. They haven't. yeah. Um, and so all of these things are programmed by people and they're not going to take over the world. They're not going to get smarter than humans because <laughs> they just put in there to mm-hmm. stop doing what they're doing. So. You don't have to be worried about it taking over the world, um, but it's just like you know a watch, and it started out as in analog with the hands going around, and now it's digital, and now it'll count your steps, and now it'll count your heart rate, and now it'll do all of these things. Um, we're not scared about those things because those are information we need. Um, but what we need to do is we need to take the information that we have, and we need to train our students. We need to look at how we can use it to make it effective. It's not going to go away because it's a tool that can make our lives more efficient. Um, Another story someone shared with me is uh, give me a a menu this week to help me build muscle. And it gave them a menu and then said, I shop at Walmart. Give me a shopping list. And it created a wow. shopping list of everything you need for the week. Like who wants to do that? No kidding. And so now yeah. you just put that in there and you can specify it. I'm vegan. I'm whatever. That's giving me some great ideas, David. I, yeah. I, I, you know, I've been looking up different kind of recipes for it to be a little more healthy. And, you know, so that's, I'll just chat GPT it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then just put in like, I shop at Smith's. And so give me a grocery yeah. list yeah. and then, It'll pull up a grocery list for you and say, here's the things you need to buy. So don't, I would say, don't be afraid of it. It's not, it's not going to take over the world, but um, learn how to use it in a good way because it can make our lives more efficient. Good deal. All right. Well, thanks, David. I appreciate, you know, your, your knowledge on this. You, you, you know, you've really, you know, when you first said, Hey, we had to do a podcast on AI, which is a little suspect, but I think this is helpful and, I'm excited for the folks out there that have any questions about artificial intelligence and how it's used in in public education, especially Box Elder School District, that this will help ease their minds. So yeah. thank you so much, young man. Yeah. One last thing that sure. we forgot to talk about was the district's stance on oh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, just because teachers want to know, like, what should we do? So um, it's turned on and available for every teacher. Um, they can use those tools. Uh, ChatGPT doesn't have a data privacy agreement, so just be aware if you put things in there, they don't have anything that says they won't share it with the world. Um, Google Bard does have a data privacy agreement, and they said they will not share information. So if you're trying to decide which one to do. But um, it is... it's allowed for students, so they can use their own personal account to access it. Um, I have not had 
very many teachers give me a compelling reason why to turn it on for all students. Yeah. And so they can't use or their school account. Or a compelling reason to turn it off. Correct. Either yep. way, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So right now we haven't turned it on um, to allow students to access it with their own personal account. Mm-hmm. Um, but right. students yeah. can use it um, if they have their own personal account, just not their school account. You're talking their own personal school account. Their okay. own, no. Like uh, if they have a Gmail account, oh, okay. they can log in using their Gmail account. Yeah. They can't log in using their school account. Okay. Very good. So. Okay. Well, thank you once again, David. I, I, I think this is going to be interesting. I'm, I'll be curious to listen to it because uh, I've learned some things today and I'll be curious, curious to listen to the, pod, the podcast that I'm in to even learn, <laughs> learn a little bit more about what we just talked about. So thanks so much. Yeah, thank you.